the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. Tick tock. And we're not talking about a clock, it's tick tock. You know, T I K T O K. One of the worst items produced by the uh, proliferation of the smartphone, which is one of the worst things, at least the video portion of them, the worst things ever to happen to the human race, makes everybody a star, TikTok does, uh, makes famous people and not-so-famous people humiliate themselves, sometimes in front of millions of people. But here's the scary part. According to Walton Family Murmuration Poll, 57% of Gen Zers, that's people between the ages of 15 and 25, lean on TikTok as their top news source. Now, that's second to the 61% who go to YouTube first. Uh, The reason that that's scary, of course, is TikTok is owned and controlled by the Communist Party of China. And it's become more clear every day that China is using TikTok to gather data on people for use down the road as possible blackmail or for other nefarious means, who knows what. But they have a plan. And there is a movement out there to ban it in the United States, which seems like a pretty good idea. But here's the bad news for local TV news. Only 24% of Gen Zers go there to get their news. And only 13% go to online or physical copies of national newspapers. Didn't see any numbers on local newspapers, but I'm guessing they're no better. Either way, it's just not good signs for their future. Which makes me wonder, as a former TV news guy, I was a sports guy, of course, why are the stations continuing to hire reporters who look like they got out of high school about an hour and a half ago? Do they think that young people are going to start watching the local 6 and 11 o'clock news because a Gen Zer is reading the teleprompter? So why wouldn't they cater to the older people who are still watching? Sally Wiggins should still be anchoring the news on WTAE. She should be like the Barbara Walters of Pittsburgh TV. Stacey Smith should still be doing news at KDKA. Peggy Finnegan should still be at Channel 11. That's assuming, of course, that any of them are still interested in doing it. But the trend should be for older and more experienced anchors and reporters, not only in news, but in sports. And right now, the ratings for all the local news stink. And they aren't going to get better as their loyal viewers continue to die off because they hire younger, inexperienced anchors and reporters. It's really dumb. When we come back, speaking of dumb, we'll have someone from the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights here to talk about how the Democrats on that commission are blocking any attempts to address the rise in crime. And in our second half hour, everything the big guy got wrong in his speech two nights ago. Stick around. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number. Or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less but people are happier with it? That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied 
after making the switch to the customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. Guys, this Valentine's Day, give her the next best thing to wearing nothing at all. Available exclusively at Pajamagram. Sexy, sultry, naturally nude pajamas feel just like her soft skin. Even more alluring than lingerie, the texture and touch of these pajamas is so seductive that you'll both love the feel of them. Leave nothing to the imagination with naturally nude pajamas. Go to pajamagram.com right now and save 25%. Pajamagram will even wrap the whole gift up for free. That's right, 25% off naturally nude pajamas and free gift packaging. Listen, if you missed out on this offer during Christmas, don't make the same mistake twice. But you need to order today because last year they sold out before Valentine's Day. Here's what you do. Go to pajamagram.com right now. That's pajamagram.com. Use code NUDE, N-U-D-E, and save 25% off your order of naturally nude pajamas. Order now. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, you're going to begin to see a recurring theme on this show. Uh, it's normal or crazy. That's the choice that people have now, as opposed to right or left or conservative or liberal or even Republican or Democrat. And one of the crazier ideas coming from Democrats the last few years has been defund the police at a time when crime is, you know, through the roof. Jay Christian Adams has been on this show many times to talk about election fraud, but he's also a presidential appointee to the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights, and he joins us now to talk about crime. Christian, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. So what does uh, civil rights have to do with the Crime Commission? Well, I mean, I'm uh, sorry, the Civil Commission on Civil Rights, yeah. Right. I'm a commissioner on the that federal commission, presidential yeah. appointee. And every year we try to look at something that deals with civil rights. And and so we wanted to look at the crime increase. Why is it happening? Is it affecting minority communities the most, which, of course, it almost certainly is? Uh, and what policies might be contributing to it? Well, you better not talk about that. I mean, the, the Democrats on the commission went berserk and don't want anything to deal with it. So what is the civil right we're talking about? You have a right not to get shot, murdered, killed when you walk your kids in the park or, uh, or, or have your store looted by a mob. I mean, Justice Clarence Thomas talked about this when he wrote some of the Second Amendment opinions that the right to self-defense is the most fundamental civil right, and it's not protected very well in this country. Yeah, so so what is the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights, and, and who is on it, if you can explain that? Sure. It goes back to 1957. President Eisenhower and Congress formed the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. It's a federal agency, an independent federal body that is like a fact-finding body. There's four Republicans, four Democrats, and I'm one of the Republican nominees. President Trump appointed me to be on the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. So we're not just sort of like spinning our wheels looking for something to do. This is actually what we're supposed to do under the law is look for places that civil rights are being harmed. And I can't think of more harm right now than this crime spike taking place across America. We have a right not to uh, live in mayhem. I mean, it is like the most fundamental civil right. And we want to look at why the crime spike is occurring What's causing it? Is it cash-free bail, John? Is it the police being afraid to be police? What's causing the crime spike? We need to know. And so, uh, as you say, you're one of the four Republicans on the commission. What would you you missed? You just described it. What happened when you try to bring this up? But what are the differences between the two sides on the issue of crime? Do they just consider it not a civil rights issue? Yeah, let me tell you what the first excuse was to turn a blind eye. The the Democrats on the commission said, 
we don't want to investigate something that blames the people we're supposed to protect. Now, isn't that racist, right? Like, we don't want to blame black people. Who said it's the black people that is causing the crime increase, you knuckleheads? We never (laughs) said that. Uh, You know, so they have this aversion to examining crime. It's just not who they are. They're afraid to do it because it undercuts their whole view of the police, the view of the courts, and the fact that they think it's a racist country in the first place. And, and you know, if you examine why crime is going up, it would make them look like they were wrong on those other issues. And so you get pushback when you proposed a study on the effect that the increase in crime has on minorities. Did you ever get to do any kind of a study on it, or is it just, that just they blocking that completely? Yeah, they're still blocking it, and they've got – this is Washington insider stuff, but they've got three vacancies, the Democrats – and they're waiting for President Biden to appoint some replacements. And until then, the, the D.C. swamp folks who are in charge of the commission aren't going to allow the commission to even meet because the Republicans have a four-to-one majority, so you aren't allowed to call a, a meeting because uh, something bad might happen. So we're, it's classic Washington, right, where people uh, on huge salaries, I might add, there's a staff, a huge staff at the commission that all you folks listening are paying for uh, that are making six figures, uh, and, and there's nothing happening. I mean, it's classic Washington. And um, I, I just it's, it's kind of hard to grasp what would there? Why? What are their objections? I know you're, you've mentioned what you think their motivation is, as far as just not wanting this stuff to be brought out. But what are their official objections? Like how? how do well, you, that's a yeah. Their official objections is that they can't ever sign on to anything that uh, that isn't part of their you know normal left wing orthodoxy, their regular grievance menu, right? This is not on their grievance menu. They're, the police are on the grievance menu. The, the court system, uh, uh, the white people, like that's their grievance stuff. They don't want to talk about anything that's not on their menu. Uh, it, you know, and so we can't ever get to the truth of what's really happening in the country. So what is on their menu and what happens when they bring stuff from their menu to you, you Republicans on there? Well, one of the things uh, that they're going to investigate is anti-Asian hate crimes. I actually voted. I actually voted in favor of it because I thought we had a deal that if we, if we did theirs, they'll do ours. But they broke that deal because that's who they are, right? They they're not good at keeping their word. Uh, and so uh, we voted for anti-Asian hate crimes. We've looked at the discriminatory. Uh, hurricane relief policies of the Trump administration. I'm not kidding. That was one of the other things the Civil Rights Commission looked at in the last year. I had to go to Puerto Rico, as you remember, because uh, we talked about Roberto Clemente. Yeah. Uh, I was in Puerto Rico, and we had a hearing down there about how racist the Trump administration was of giving out FEMA money after a hurricane. And so these Democrats who are on the commission, they've been, how long have they been gone now? Did they all leave at the same time, the three? Yeah, mostly around Thanksgiving they've been gone, uh, and so they, they just appointed one, his name, a former congressman named Mondaire Jones, who lost seat in November, and uh, you can see him on CNN. He's now on the Civil Rights Commission, too. I think I had a, 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 a soundbite from Mondaire on my show <laughs> right. one time. Right. You probably did. And he might have gotten some serious consideration for Jerk of the Week. I, the name sounds familiar. Uh, he said something... Yeah. Well, I mean, he's probably said a lot of stupid things, but he said something. Apparently, it was really stupid that that um, that got my uh, my attention. So, do these people deny that there's been a spike in crime, or they just don't, yeah they do they think it's they do nothing's changed. They, some 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 members of the commission said things like, "We don't even know if this is really happening," then or if it is, it's getting better now. It's sort of, it's the same sort of stuff you're hearing out of the White House that it's all because of COVID. It's, not because of anything they proposed, right? It's all because of uh, you know, a virus, uh, they, they, or the economy. Uh, they don't ever, they don't ever consider the idea. It might be because of some stupid idea they had about no, no cash bail or something like that. Are are you able? I know you didn't do an official study, but if they would agree to at least discuss this, how hard would it be for you to uh, dredge up some numbers for them on cash bail? Well, 
Right. That's what we were going to do is we were going to talk to some of the victims, like the lady in the Bronx who had her store looted, uh, you know, through all the, the, the violence that's affected Portland and Baltimore and so forth. It wouldn't be very hard for us to figure out whether we're collecting all the data correctly, because that's a big question. I know it sounds boring, but some cities are just hiding the crime increase because they're not even they're not even collecting data on it. So we got to start collecting good data on how much crime is going up. And then we got to look at who's doing it. Is it people who got let out of jail? Is it people who didn't have to post any bail and they went out and killed somebody? I mean, we need to know who's doing it. So if I were to interview a the well he's only he it would be the only democrat on the commission right now if i were to interview the uh lone commissioner that's uh, left until the, the three appointments were made and ask him or her what is it that the republicans are blocking that you're trying to get through why are the republicans bad what would she tell me he i don't know if it's a he or she I would tell your producer to find Mondaire Jones's contact information as soon as possible and try to book him on the show, because that's a great question. Uh, there's nothing that I'm aware of as being blocked. It, look, you got to realize something. When you deal with these sort of folks, it's a one-way street. Uh, they, they want you to do whatever they want, but anytime you ask for something in return, you know, you're a, a bigot or a... You know, you're an impediment. To, you know, it's, it's always the nonsense that we are so tired of hearing about. Uh, that's how they play, is it's a one-way street. And you mentioned the the uh, Clarence Thomas, but how do these Democrats on the commission, I know there's only one left now, but uh, the ones, the most recent ones, how do they feel about the Second Amendment? And they do they believe that preventing people who live in high-crime areas from owning a gun is the right way to go? Yeah, well, I can guarantee you, uh, that they don't believe that gun ownership will have any effect on crime rates. Okay, now I know that not to be true because there's pl- plenty of places around the country where if you break into someone's home at night, it's going to be a death sentence for you because they're going to be heavily armed with buckshot or a, a 40 caliber pistol, and that'll be the last home you break into. Uh, but these are folks who think the problem is, quote, gun violence, unquote, gun violence, which, of course, is a myth. There's no such thing as gun violence. It's somebody pulling a trigger violence. Uh, and so you can be 100% solid that they don't think there's a civil right to firearms ownership, even though the Supreme Court has said there is. Yeah. And we're talking to uh, Jay Christian Adams. He's a, a, a member of the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights and also uh, a man who's out there fighting election fraud. And uh, we've had him on a few times to talk about that. So um, there are three vacancies, as you said, on the commission now. Where will they come from? Great question. One will, uh, two of them will come from the President of the United States, and one of them will come from Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Oh, boy. So, yeah, right. So we're we're standing by, waiting to see how reasonable these appointees are. Now, the truth of the matter is, John, if they if they don't if they don't pick some reasonable people, the Republicans have the power to shut down this commission doing anything because they can't get anything done without one of our votes. And that includes even installing a chair. So if, if they want anything to happen at the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights, they're going to become reasonable about crime increase studies and other things. Uh, I just wonder what it's like, uh, Christian, <laughs> to work in a situation like this where you have four Republicans and four Democrats, and it, just based on what you're telling me, there's not a whole lot of cooperation going on, and there's not um, there, there's an even number of, of voters. So, is it four four versus four and four to four score every day? No, because the Republicans, myself included, try to uh, compromise. We we vote for their stuff. A great example. You're not going to believe this. So, a professor died. I forget the exact name of the individual who was close to one of the Democrats, a guy named Debo Adegbali, one of the commissioners. So he wanted to have a resolution commemorating this professor who died, and we all voted for it. All the Republicans were like, yeah, that's just the classy thing to do. Right. Right? We didn't care. Uh, we weren't right. going to get in the way of something like that. Well, one of the professors named Walter Williams, who you might remember, wrote a lot of oh, columns. Oh, yeah. Love him. He, he died, an mm-hmm. African-American conservative. Right. And would you believe they're like, oh, we need, to, we need to study who this person was. Let's hold it over to next month. And then they held it over, and then a bunch of the Democrats voted against 
a, a, a memorial resolution for someone who died. That's how low end they are uh, when it comes to dealing with the other side. It's, it's pretty amazing to watch. That is nuts. Now, while I have you here, you are uh, an expert on election integrity. I just wondering uh, what maybe I shouldn't have sneaked up on you with this question, but what do you what do you think has happened or did happen in Arizona with Kerry Lake? Well, that's a great question, and you did sneak up on me because yeah. it, it's a heavily fact intensive question. And yeah, yeah, right. I will tell you, back in 2020, I brought a case in Arizona that turned on the printers and the scanners mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, we put up experts. Uh, the court did not look kindly on the allegations. Let's just put it that way. And so I've sort of averted my eyes to Arizona because of that experience. But, uh, you know, I, I will tell you, Kerry Lake's not going to be the governor. I mean, yeah, yeah. anybody who wants a do-over, that doesn't happen. Right. So, uh, is, but is there any value in what she's doing? Just as far as pr- uh, um, promoting election integrity? Yeah, it's how you do it in this space. It's important. You 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 can't you can't do uh, make crazy allegations uh, and help the cause. And now I'm not saying she's making crazy allegations. Yeah. I'm just saying that you just have to do it very carefully. Well, let me just ask you this then. Maybe another unfair or sneaky question, but I have you here. Um, uh, what just what would you say if I uh, was able to force you to say, to give me an answer? on what are the chances that she's right, but, but is never going to be proven right? Yeah, great question. Uh, look, there's some parts of what she's saying that are interesting to me, like the overlay between the areas that had breakdowns of equipment and partisan uh, partisanship, in other words, where the Republicans live. That's a very uh, fascinating uh, factual tidbit. Um, but there could be a lot of reasons for that. One is that the Republicans voted in person and tested the system capacity where the Democrats all voted by mail, you know, a month in advance. So that could be an explanation. Um, you know, and I look, these are complicated questions. And until you get your fingers in the mud, you just don't know how to gauge the probabilities, John. And what's your next uh, project outside the uh, Civil Rights Commission on election integrity, what are you working on? Well, the Public Interest Legal Foundation is looking at attacks on these endless elections, meaning the ballots keep rolling in for you know weeks, and we don't know the outcome. We've got a plan to deal with that. We're also looking at something that, thankfully, hasn't come to Pennsylvania yet, called ranked choice voting. Oh yeah, which is a it's a real disaster, and we've got a way to attack that that we're looking at. So that's and we're litigating against Michigan. I mean, we're we're in. We're in a lawsuit against the Michigan Secretary of State for 25,000 dead people, just like we had a case against Allegheny County, mm-hmm. as well as the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania on that same issue. Yeah, and, and the, uh, the, the, the rank voting, that's, uh, is, is that something that's really going to be an issue? Are they pushing that hard? Because that's yeah, really dumb. It, huge amounts of money are pouring into it, John, to push it, and it's starting to spread like a wildfire around the country. Like I said, Pennsylvania is not on the list of places, but other places are. And the worst news is that the same money pushing it is starting to pay off Republicans to say that it's a good thing. Uh, And that's when things really get squirrely, is when you have enemies inside the gates, and that's what's starting to happen. Yeah, and I wouldn't guess that they'd be pushing this if it meant it was going to make them less likely to pull off a win in an election. Or they just like to take the money and run. You know, the, what is that, the uh, Steve Miller band? Yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, hey, hey uh, Christian, thanks for coming on. And uh, I'll, I want to get an update from you when you uh, are joined by your other three members of the, the, the board there. <laughs> okay, take care, guys. All right, thanks. That's, uh, that's uh, Jay Christian Adams. We'll be right back. SRN News, I'm John Scott. Four Americans filing for jobless benefits last week. The Labor Department says applications for jobless aid in the U.S. for the week ending February 4th rose by 13,000 last week to 196,000. Even with the increase, layoffs remain historically low despite the Federal Reserve's aggressive interest rate policy intended to cool the economy and bring down inflation. 
It's the fourth straight week. Claims were under 200,000. Correspondent Jeremy House, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says the U.S., is sending more aid to the Turkey-Syria earthquake zone. Two urban search and rescue teams from USAID composed of 159 members and 12 rescue dogs are now on the ground to support Turkey search and rescue efforts. We have also deployed approximately 170,000 pounds of specialized tools and equipment. This is SRN News. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. AM 1250, the answer. Hi, this is Kim Dolan Leto, ESPN Fitness Champion and author of the brand new book, Fit God's Way. The new year brings you a new opportunity to get healthy. Enter the Healthy You, Healthy Family Sweepstakes. You could win a fitness package worth $5,000. It includes a one-year fitness club membership for a family of four, fitness equipment, gift cards, and a copy of my new book, Fit God's Way. Make 2023 your healthiest year yet. Register to win now at the answer PGH. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Do you have a loved one entering a nursing home? There's a lot at stake. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Depending on your family's long-term care goals, there are important decisions that should be made before a facility is needed. Talk to a qualified legal professional today. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we can help your family navigate the complicated Medicaid rules so that you can properly save some or all of your life savings from a long-term care crisis. Before you apply, contact Abernathy and Hagerman at a-h.law. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. We make the amazing Solaire infrared gas grills that are built to last and will consistently deliver better than restaurant grilled food. The Solaire infrared burner heats up to 1,000 degrees in just three minutes, even in the dead of winter. The high heat locks in the juices and flavor and grills food faster. Learn more about these fantastic USA-made grills at BestHotGrill.com. Solaire, hot, fast grills at BestHotGrill.com. AM 12. 50 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. A wind advisory is in effect through tomorrow morning. We'll see a shower in spots this evening. Otherwise, mostly cloudy skies tonight. Windy with a low of 39. Mostly cloudy tomorrow and breezy with a rain or snow shower in spots of the afternoon. Tomorrow's high 44. Breezy tomorrow evening. Otherwise, partly to mostly cloudy skies tomorrow night. A couple of flurries, low 24. Times of clouds and sun Saturday with a high of 38. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. We've uh, had two days now to digest the big guy's speech on Tuesday night, which also means there's a good chance that he forgets that he did it, but that's another issue. But how much of what he said uh, was true? Well, Fred Lucas, uh, chief news correspondent at the Daily Signal, and his team did some fact-checking, and he's uh, joining us now. Thanks for coming on, Fred. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So how did he do? (laughs) Well, we couldn't fact-check everything, <laughs> but uh, we, we had to narrow down to about seven things. Um, and, um, and in terms of uh, 
I, I wouldn't say he did very well in terms of uh, keeping it truthful. Yeah. He, uh, uh, he loves his Inflation Reduction Act, and he said it's going to lo- yeah. lower health costs. So where did he go wrong there? And will the Inflation Reduction Act ever actually, you know, reduce inflation? Well, yeah, first first and foremost, the, the uh, you can fact check the name of the legislation to start with. But specifically what he said, he claimed it's going to reduce uh, health care costs. Uh, he, what he left out was that it's going to increase the amount the taxpayers pay for health care uh, subsidies and so forth by $248 billion over the next decade. So that's not really a cut. And uh, while the bill does say that the federal government is going to uh, negotiate drug prices, uh, that's not really going to reduce the actual real costs associated with producing drugs. So um, that's going to likely just be passed on to consumers now uh, as these companies end up paying a little bit more and subsidies will be higher, which means taxpayers will pay more. And as far as the Obamacare subsidies that got extended, well, that's just going to um, have virtually no impact on uh, premiums and insurance companies charge. So this is one of those things where people will not, well, they hope that people won't notice the their taxes going up, uh, and that yes. this is this is free health care. This is just the a typical yes. Democrat approach to things. Well, we'll just give them something as though you don't have to take it from somebody else first. Right, 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 right. No, nothing's more expensive than free stuff. Yeah, so that's that's the case there. And um, the uh, Obamacare, the fact that it still exists. Whose fault is that? The Republicans had uh, the presidency. They, uh, uh, yeah, they, they, they did. They had their presidency and the uh, and Congress for two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, a lot of people blame those three Republicans uh, who voted uh, against the bill in the Senate. But I mean, even before then, there were there were, there were opportunities to uh, to whittle away at it, and, and and Republicans, I think, didn't quite get it. Get, done away with they did get rid of the individual mandate which was the most burdensome part of it but uh it's still there obamacare is still haunting people and are people actually paying less for health insurance because of it uh no not at all not at all. i mean I, I just talked to somebody a week ago who is on cobra uh which is pretty expensive insurance uh because it's uh, so much uh cheaper than obamacare and uh, it's hard to believe that he didn't try to sneak out of the uh, Capitol building the other night without mentioning the border, but he actually bragged about the job he's doing yeah. there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's one of those things that, um, uh, I mean, some people thought the Republicans were a little rowdy. I, I think you get into things like bragging about the border and, and uh, lecturing Republicans to fund his border plan. Uh, the border went completely, uh, completely collapsed after he took office. He... Uh, undid everything Trump put in place, and and that's something he did not have to do. I mean, uh, it, it, it might have enraged some parts of his base early on, but he could have um, he could have stood up, and he you know didn't have to do anything. Instead, he completely stopped building the wall. Uh, we've seen uh, he's tied the hands of bo- the border patrol. Uh, not, not only tied their hands, but I mean, we, we know this earlier incident where the Homeland Security Secretary lied to the public about the supposed whipping of immigrants uh, that were trying to come through. And um, so, yeah, it, it's just been uh, that's been a disaster. It's uh, uh, increased massively since he uh, illegal immigration has increased massively since they took office. Well, you quote him in, uh, in the, at, at the uh, Daily Signal in your piece, quote, we now have a record number of personnel working to secure the border, arresting 8,000 human smugglers and seizing over 23,000 pounds of fentanyl in just the last several months. That's what he actually said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but that leaves out, though, that in uh, 2022, there were uh, 2.76 million illegal immigrants at border crossing. And that's... Uh, uh, Pretty much twice as much as, as you had the previous year. So, uh, or I mean, or, or, or during during the last years of the Trump administration. So, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, he has not succeeded on that at all. That's been probably maybe his worst failure. I'm wondering what you're saying a lot. I don't know for this. Maybe you do. Uh, did he get a night a, a standing ovation for that one? <laughs> From Democrats, 
Oh well, yeah, they, they did though. They, that was a stand. That <laughs> yeah. was a standing moment there. Yes, yes, I think so. Yes, and uh, it's, it's amazing that the the Democrats. And it is is Fox News the only media outlet that's showing this on television? You know that 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 the people are coming across because I, I, I'm guessing that nowhere else in the media was he called out on this. I, it does seem, I mean, in terms of a really, really large cable networks, I think it is probably Fox, uh, Bill Malusian's out there uh, yeah. covering that. But, I mean, um, we, at the day of the signal, we've taken trips up to the border and to document what's happening there. And so well, I, yeah, I've been, well, you guys have. My yeah, colleague yeah. Virginia Allen has. But, uh, yeah, it's, this is something I think largely the media wants to ignore because it is a big problem for Biden, for Democrats, and uh, just for the left's narrative about things, it's a big problem. And and the fentanyl is coming across from Mexico, and um, right. the, the, you keep hearing the numbers of, of that. That's I, I think it's the number one cause of death for for Americans between eighteen and forty nine now. Yeah, it's astonishing, and such a small amount can be deadly. Also, um, it can people can get it into uh, almost anything. I mean, there are people who have taken it without knowing it and so forth. So that, that, that's, that's where the biggest problem. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, and, and he's, the, the fact that he would have the guts to go up there, uh, it's just stunning to me that uh, he would have to, in order for him to go up there and even say anything about the border is an indication that he knows that yeah. the people don't know. Correct. Because he has to know I, that the the, well, the media are covering. I think he, that's that's what that's what he's hoping for. Um, yeah, I I, I I guess he is counting on uh, willing accomplices within the uh, most of the mainstream media. CNN is not going to call him out on it, obviously. Uh, MSNBC uh, even more so. So I I think he just assumes he's not going to be taken to task for it, or that no one will fact check him. That's why uh, folks. I hope we'll read the Daily Signals fact check. We get into the details on uh, most of these, the seven biggest lies. Yeah, and uh, you can you can find the piece at uh, the Daily dot com. Correct? Is that at the Daily Signal? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Daily dot com. Yeah, yeah but, and we're talking to Fred Lucas, uh, who's the uh, chief news correspondent there at the Daily Signal. Yeah, I, I don't even think uh, Fred. Correct me if I'm wrong. I I don't even think that it's. A case of him knowing he's not going to be fact-checked by anybody other than maybe, and I'm talking about the major news networks, anybody other than Fox. It's that he knows he can say that because there aren't many people, that he knows that there are millions of people out there who are going to believe him because they've seen nothing else on the subject. That, that, that there's ignorance well, out there on it, uh, on that subject, and that he it doesn't have to worry about being fact-checked because... He knows they're not going to do that, but he also knows that the people haven't been told about the border, or he couldn't possibly have the guts to say that. Well, that, that's not true. I mean, uh, there's unless you live on the border, unless you've yeah, right. seen how bad it is, uh, you don't know. Um, we, we've seen certain places, uh, Martha's Vineyard or, or even New York City and Chicago, get all upset if 20 people or less are bussed in to the city uh and they declare themselves uh in a state of emergency they're not they don't quite understand what it's like having thousands and thousands and thousands of illegal immigrants cross into their uh locality per day so that's uh that's the problem but even there even there to your point i don't think enough areas that are not on the border are living this so so they don't realize how big of a problem it is and joe biden thinks he can talk past that yeah, and also I think there is that aspect to this. A lot of people said that Biden gave almost a mega speech uh, the other night. Uh, he talked about uh, trying to remember the little man or the forgotten man yeah. aspect of uh, sort of economic populism. Talked about the border. Uh, so, so in that aspect, uh, it does look like he wants to run again. Whether he's fit to do so, that's. I guess we'll be up to the voters. But. Yeah. Well, it was an, it was almost uh, people have said it was almost an America First speech that he right. tried to slip by people. Right. Yeah. As opposed to America Last policy. <laughs> so um, now he he had to uh, to mention January sixth, and he's not the only person to do this, but he is the president of the United States, and he said it's the greatest threat 
to democracy since the Civil War. Um, that kind of leaves out a lot of threats, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it really does. I mean, for, first of all, to compare it to the Civil War, the Civil War was obviously uh, states tried to form their own country and took up uh, formed a military against the federal government. Um, that's a, you could say that's a treasonous rebellion. It wasn't a bunch of yahoos breaking into the Capitol. Uh, January 6th was a horrible thing, so I I, I don't want to undermine that. Uh, I feel like that's, you have to doesn't need a preface if you call it a capital riot. That calling it a riot is bad enough, I think. But uh, but you're you're talking about 958 individuals were arrested for this. Not all of them were even in the Capitol, but uh, but at any rate, that's up to a thousand people were involved in storming the Capitol uh, to prevent the certification of an election, which is bad, but. Um, since that time, you, you had there were three prior attacks on the Capitol, uh, two by the Weather Underground, uh, one by this Puerto Rican terrorist group in the 1950s. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, the Capitol was burned during the War of 1812. Uh, and during the Civil War, you had 600,000 uh, soldiers that were died, that, that, that were killed during that war. Uh, so I, I, I don't think... Uh, it's impossible to really put January 6th into the context of, of what happened compared to these other attacks. Yeah, and the interesting one is the, the Puerto Rican uh, terrorist group in 1954. Imagine yeah. what would be going on right now if um, a group invaded the Capitol building and shot people who were working there. Isn't that what happened in 54? That, yeah, that's exactly what happened. They, they, they shot people. They shot a member of Congress uh, from the galleries uh apparently they the the metal detectors weren't as effective back in those days but uh yeah the, it was uh, uh let's see uh i think four congressmen were, were shot they they lived uh they weren't killed but uh in in the january 6th situation uh people brought bear spray and used flagpoles as weapons that's really bad again that's really bad but this is not what has happened in the past and for joe biden to say that january 6th it's the worst thing that's ever happened. Just because it's the most recent thing we remember, right? Uh, that's just inaccurate to say. And I'm guessing that nobody at CNN or MSNBC said, you know, we just checked there, and back in 1954, these uh, Puerto Rican terrorists, uh, blah blah blah. I, I, I have a feeling they didn't mention it. Nobody, nobody. Uh, would... I, I, I watch as little CNN as possible, yeah, I so you. I don't know for sure. But <laughs> my guess is they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, if I'm not mistaken, a really big airplane crashed into the Pentagon back uh, in 2001. <laughs> it wasn't the right, Capitol right, right. building, yeah. but there was a plane headed for that one too. We, we assume. So that there was that. Up. There was that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there was that. That was an attack on democracy, and for that matter, Pearl Harbor. I mean, that's yeah. uh, if you want to discount, you could discount September uh, 11th if you want. It's just a terrorist. Harbor was a. And that was allied with the Axis powers that basically wanted to take over the world. That was certainly an attack on democracy. Yeah. Uh, if, if we had lost that war, I mean, that's uh, there. There are so many things you can point to since the Civil War that uh, were an attack on our democracy, and, and for that matter, literal attacks on the Capitol uh, that sort of surpassed the severity of January sixth. And, as bad as January 6th was. Yeah, and you you um, point out in your piece that uh, it was it was before the Civil War, but I think the British uh, set, yes, set, right. set fire to the White House, if I'm not mistaken, back in 1814. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well they, they actually hit the White House and the Capitol at different points. But yes, uh, it was... Uh, uh, that That is certainly, I, I think I could say, was an attack on... <laughs> <laughs> on the United States, at least. So, yeah. so, so it was um, uh, prior to the Civil War, but 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 nevertheless, I mean, you, you've had attacks on the Capitol before and after uh, the Civil War. But but saying something is the worst since the Civil War has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? It does. It it really does. I think, and 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 I think the fact that I mean, what what I did give them in this fact check is that well, there were a few uh, people that. So those rioters that were carrying uh, Confederate flags, but that's about as close as you get, I think. Yeah, and I'm I'm not convinced that some of those people carrying those flags weren't fake, that they were plants. But you know that's still being to, that's still to be determined. Yeah. Um, 
Did he take uh, credit for putting an end to COVID-19? Well, he did take credit for uh, opening the schools. And, and the fact is, as we point out in this back check, uh, it was, he was pretty resistant. He did talk about it um, early on in his presidency about opening the schools. His administration took no action, and, and his uh, Department of Education appointees actually condemned the governors like Ron DeSantis and, and uh, Greg Abbott in Texas for opening the schools. So... And in that case, uh, no, he, he was very reluctant. Uh, the Biden administration pretty well sided with the teachers union uh, in terms of opening the schools. And I think he's still, aren't they still um, interested in, in putting the mask mandate back in for airplanes? In last uh, yeah, well, there, there, there was some talk about that. I'm not sure if that's going to go very far. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think there was just not a lot of, not a lot of public appetite for that. Of course, I, I mean, one, one, one can always question if, if Biden didn't know it was uh, it's untrue, if it's really a lie, but uh, it comes back to it's not factual, factual and not accurate. Well, I got a, this is off the subject, but I just on the subject of masks, I got a, a, um, a direct message on Twitter today from a guy. He said all it said was just landed in Los Angeles. Everybody is wearing masks. So it's 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 still out mm-hmm. there. And I had to go to that the could be a cultural virtual signaling too. Yeah, in a place like L.A. Yeah, and I I had to go to the Social Security office a couple of days ago here in Pittsburgh, and uh, no. a mask was required. I the the, the poor security oh, wow, guard okay. was sitting there with a mask on. So, uh, the federal government is still more than happy to make you wear a mask if they can get away with it. And uh, we're finishing. Yeah, up I don't talk about it. Yeah, finishing up here with Fred Lucas, chief news correspondent at the Daily Signal. Uh, he did actually claim that he inherited a bad economy and then lowered inflation. That might be the, the, the biggest whopper. Yeah, yeah. And, and he also tried to say that inflation was uh, a global problem. On some level, it is, but the, the U.S. has been particularly hit. Also, inflation was um, around uh, around the 1% uh, mark when he took office. It surged, yeah, in January 2020, uh, 2021, it was at 1.4%. I'll give you the numbers. Uh First, by uh, the next year, uh, or June of the next year, it was a uh, 9.1% at the 40-year high. It's slowed a little bit, but it's still quite high. Uh, things are still expensive. We're hearing all these new stories about eggs. Um, and um, the, the average American family is paying about 7000 more uh, per year under uh, because of Joe Biden's inflation. Yeah, and um, just do you, do you think that he's going to make it through the next two years, uh, Fred? I mean, physically, mentally, uh, not politically. He'll have no really, uh, Well, hey, I'm 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 not a doctor, so I'm I'm hesitant to make those calls. But he didn't look great at the State of the Union. Um, he, um, I mean, I guess Kamala Harris is very eager for <laughs> whether he'll make it or not. But uh, he he. The word is that he wants to run again and that Jill Biden wants him to run again. Uh, so we're going to see. I, I think the biggest driver of that is if he doesn't run, who do the Democrats have? I mean, uh, Kamala Harris would be a disaster uh, as a candidate. Uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, totally mishandled a transportation crisis that happened over the holidays. And, um, I mean, you have Gavin Newsom, who was almost booted from uh, through a recall. So uh, that's I I don't think Democrats have any root much of a strong bench. So they're almost stuck with Joe Biden if he is able to physically and mentally make it to the to 2024. Well, he'll be 86 in his last year of office. I, that's I, that's something to yeah if, to yeah if, if he completes the last year. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Hey Fred, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, people can find your piece at uh, thedailysignal.com and all your stuff there. Very good stuff always. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Okay, that's Fred Lucas of The Daily Signal. We'll be right back. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk. Actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. 
That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, just think about that uh, before that uh, commercial break. Picture Joe Biden at 86 years old on, uh, well, he's 80 right now, and he would still be in office if he wins in 24. He'll still be in office um, on 20, well, he'll be out of office uh, at 2028, right? He'd start office, no, he'd go in office at 2025, so it would be 2029 when he got out. So he'd be 86 years old. He doesn't know what day it is now. He can't talk. Did you see the interview he did? I think it was on uh, PBS, and he was asked about uh, the balloon, and he looked like he was about to drift off. It's it's really, really amazing. And the Democrats, they have to know, but they have to also know, as Fred pointed out, that they they don't have anybody else. Can you imagine (laughs) – can you imagine – Kamala Harris cackling her way through a campaign, having to just imagine her in a debate, and they, they'd have to like, she'd have, they'd have to put some kind of a, sh- a shock collar on her, so that when she starts to go into one of those, like I have for my dogs, w- when she goes into one of those cackles, they'd have to, eh, and she'd have to catch herself. Oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, I'm I'm I'm, ca- I'm cackling again. Uh, it should be fun though for the next two years. Should be fun to watch. It's. It's uh, it's it's uh, normal or crazy. I'm going with crazy right now. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steckerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.